the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Hey, just turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you ready for tonight? Tell them your life is going to change. You can't remain the same. Hey, God is here. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So without going um, beyond this, allow me to just acknowledge our dear man of God, Apostle Frederick Kaluluma. Praise the living God. The Bible says something very interesting about um, our man of God. It says, I will give you shepherds after my heart who are going to feed you with knowledge. Praise the Lord. It says that he gave gifts to men and specifically to the city of the Lord Church, he gave Apostle Frederick to us as a gift that he should equip us for the work of ministry so that we should come to the fullness okay, of the stature of the Christ. It means we, are called to, we have been predestined to look like the Lord Jesus and our man of God, every time that we come here, he, help us, he helps us conform to the image of the Son of God. Praise the living God. So let's just acknowledge our man of God in absentia. Just praise the Lord. Pastor Sal, we love you. I was just so excited. Praise the living God. Um, I came to the city of the Lord Church in 2018. Now, interestingly, I was listening to, in fact, when you go on the podcast and you listen to the very first podcast, okay, which talks about knowledge, our man of God says something in there. He says, I have a plan for you. Kela Bashaya. And then he says, you see, the plan that I have for you is that in three years of being under my ministry, you should begin to function like a pastor. And the last time I was on the podcast channel, I realized, wait, this is three years later. (laughs) Praise the living God. And and, um, in school, people would refer, I went to a certain school recently. That man, I never talked to him about the word of God, right? But in a few days of interacting with him, he started calling me Wabusa. Kela Basaya. I told him, I've been under the ministry of Apostle Frederick in three years. Praise the living God. So I'm just so excited about you. I'm excited to see what God is doing in your life. Just turn to your neighbor and ask them, how long have you been in the city? Tell them, you look like a pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the living God. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Allow me to acknowledge the first lady of the city of the Lord Church, Mrs. Kaluluma. Our, our mom has taught us that every meeting is an appointment with God. And I've been running with that word ever since. Praise the living God. Mom, we love you so much. We're so excited. Praise the living God. Allow me to also acknowledge uh, Pastor Cho and the entire church leadership for this opportunity to stand before you and to just minister the word of God in power. Praise the Lord. Lastly, we're going to acknowledge... Um, your neighbor, just turn to your neighbor and tell them I acknowledge you. And then with the clap offering, we're going to acknowledge those who are catching us online, everyone on Facebook, just give them a hand. Hey, praise the living God. Praise the living God. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them there's one more person I need to acknowledge. Praise the living God. And just tell them, that's me. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to do something very uh, interesting right now. We're just going to acknowledge ourselves. Praise the Lord. This meeting is about you. (laughs) So we're going to acknowledge ourselves. And we're we're just going to do something very interesting. You see, there is 
um, some time back before share it or X share or any of the other new things that people use right Zender before all that there is what is known as Bluetooth praise the Lord <laughs> how many of us know Bluetooth <laughs> yes there is what is known as Bluetooth now if I wanted to send something to you if I wanted to communicate let's say a song from my phone to your phone there is a feature that you need to turn on on your phone praise the Lord and then in the very same way, I also turn it on on my phone. Therefore, the communication is going to be made what? Effective. Praise the Lord. Hey, praise the Lord. Now, I want to show you something. Uh, turn on Bluetooth. Turning Bluetooth on. Right? So, there is an assistant on my phone called Google Assistant, right? Now, have you noticed that I didn't have to touch anything on my phone to turn it on? I spoke and that thing was turned on praise the living God now in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 the Bible says that make the communication of your faith effective by acknowledging every good thing that is in you so usually when I come and minister um, I, I mention this scripture and I acknowledge certain things in me so in that way it's like I'm turning on my bluetooth but then you also have to turn on yours praise the Lord it means you have to make specific confessions that you are going to hear the word of God the Bible says that you have Blessed are your eyes because they see. Blessed are your ears because they hear. Blessed is your heart because it understands the word of God. Praise the living God. So in this moment, I want you to just begin to acknowledge that you're going to understand the word of God. The Bible says that he opened their minds to understand the scripture, that you're a doer of the word of God. When you receive the word of God, you don't sit on it. You actually do the word of God. Praise the living God. Just begin to acknowledge in that direction. Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge as the city of the Lord Church, we are ready to receive your word tonight in the name of Jesus. We know that our lives will never remain the same. There's something that we are receiving this evening. We know that faith is communicated by the word of God through sound. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the honor and the privilege that you've given to me, Lord Jesus, to come and communicate faith. In the name of Jesus, thank you, O oh God, that faith is being communicated this evening identity is being restored in the name of Jesus we know who we are there's a communication of faith the Bible says that the just shall be made alive by faith so therefore there's a faith that we are receiving even as I am the one who's going to be ministering the word of God I am so grateful oh God that you gave me the opportunity to hear therefore I know that my life is going to change in the name of Jesus I can't remain the same praise the Lord just turn to your neighbor and tell them I can't remain the same I have understanding. Praise the Lord. Hey, the word of God excites me. Praise the Lord. So, if I remove the jacket, just know it's excitement. Praise the Lord. It's excitement. Um, okay, wonderful. So, we're going to be learning something very interesting. In 1937, they created a certain cartoon called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Right, I know. I was also shocked. 1937. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, so they, they made that uh, cartoon called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And something very interesting about this cartoon is that there's a particular lady who is a queen in that um, cartoon. And what this lady does is that she would go into her room and she has this mirror praise the Lord hey turn to your neighbor tell the mirror okay so she has this mirror in her room and that mirror very it's different from any other mirror in the world because that one is living and active praise the Lord we're going to get it at the end of service but some of us are getting it so that mirror is living and active and so she would look at the mirror and she would go in the mirror and she would say mirror mirror on the wall who is the fairest of them all. So she would go there sort of to go and aff affirm her, like she, her identity. Do you see that? She would go and ask the mirror and whatever the mirror would say, she would believe that's what she looks like because a mirror shows you, you. Praise the Lord. So very the, the very interesting thing is that it brings about this concept of identity that cartoon brings about this concept of identity. And so I got to research a little bit about identity. And I found out that identity, these, these are recurring 
characteristics that enable recognition, praise the Lord, of an individual or a group. This, these are particular characteristics that enable recognition of a group, praise the Lord. For example, for those who watch football, when you see the noisy neighbors, you haven't said anything, but there's a characteristic that you've said, praise the Lord, and many people would think about Man City, right? If you say the blues, there are many teams that have blue, but the people have attached the color blue to Chelsea, right? So it means identity is, there are certain specific characteristics that somebody has or a group has that the moment you see them, you know, hmm, this identifies a certain person, praise the Lord. For example, if you went somewhere and someone is leading prayer and at the end of leading prayer, somehow they just shout in my city, you would know this one I know. I know where they come from, praise the Lord. Because there's a certain way we identify ourselves, okay? And so the moment you see that, you also see that this is the image that somebody holds of you. The first image that comes to your mind when I mention the name Apostle Frederick, the first thought that comes to your mind, the first image that you have, it means that's how you perceive him. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. So when we're looking at that, we also see a concept called perception. So we've talked about two things, right? Number one, identity, right? And the second one is what? Perception. So you get to realize that how you are perceived is different based on who is looking at you. Praise the Lord. Our man of God has taught us that awareness brings factionality, right? So that means if you only know our man of God as our man of God, praise the Lord, as Apostle Frederick, and you don't know the other papers that is gotten in school, it means you will limit yourself to only that dimension of him. For example, my patients might not know that I'm a deacon at church. So maybe, but I highly doubt it, but maybe they will not ask for prayer. Praise the Lord. Why? Because they know me as their doctor, not their pastor or not their deacon. Praise the Lord. But in the virtual church, because I'm the virtual church coordinator, if they only know me as their coordinator, it means if somebody is going through something and they need to choose what medication to take, they won't ask me. Why? Because they haven't interacted with me as their doctor. So it means people perceive you differently. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. So, perception, how we can now describe perception is going to make sense. How we can describe perception in relation to identity, we can simply say it's how somebody sees you. It's how somebody sees you. For example, Oh, and, and we also have to know that perception can either be true or false. If you walk into a room and you find somebody very quiet, you can think, you can think one of the following. Number one, they are rude. Number two, they are sad. Number three, they are humble. <laughs> Number four, they are antisocial. You haven't talked to them, but then you can... So if four people walk into the room, we can all perceive something different about the same person. Praise the living God. So perception is based on the person, right? So it can, either, it can either be true or it can be false. So remember we said that that woman would go into the mirror, okay? She would go and talk to her mirror and she would say, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? She wanted to get the mirror's perception. The mirror would respond, you are. But it doesn't mean the whole world thinks she's the, fair, she's the fairest of uh, you know, them all. Praise the Lord. But she would go and get a certain identity from the mirror because the mirror would give her what? A perception. Praise the Lord. So I'll be sharing a sermon entitled Mirror, Mirror in My Spirit. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them, Mirror, Mirror in My Spirit. Remember that that mirror was living and active. Praise the Lord. Alright, so, even as we're going to go deep into this, I would, like us to, I would like to explain the perspective of God, how God perceives things. Remember, you perceive things based on the position, right? Based on where you are. Praise the Lord.
And so in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. In the Amplified, it says, faith perceives as real fact what has not yet been revealed to the senses. Praise the Lord. Remember, we're talking about what? Perception, how God sees things, how God perceives things. So you realize that in Genesis, God created man in his image after his likeness. And then he creates a body for man to live on the earth so that man can interact with the physical world. Praise the Lord. And so what does God do? God gives man senses. Just turn to your neighbor and ask them, how many senses does a human being have? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. I'm sure they've said five. If they've said anything else, please raise your hand. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So, God then gives um, the body five senses, right? So, those are organs of perception. So, that man can perceive the surrounding. It means for man to be able to perceive sound, they need ears. Because the ear is the organ of perception to perceive sound. Praise the Lord. And he knows that man needs to see things to touch them. So therefore, the organ of perception for sight, okay, or for light, is the eyes. And then there's also feeling, there's taste, and then there's smell. And all these things help man to perceive things, praise the Lord, which are in the physical. But then you, have, you also have to realize that there's another organ of perception that God has that is also given to man, and that is faith. Because in this particular scripture, in Hebrews 11 verse 1, in Amplified, it says, faith perceiving as real fact. So it means faith is an organ of perception in the spirit. Praise the Lord. It means in the spirit, by faith you hear. By faith you see. By faith you move. Praise the Lord. And by faith you are made alive. And so this is an organ of perception, which means what the eyes can see only in the physical, faith begins to see what the eyes can't see. The five organs of perception in the physical can only perceive things that are revealed. But the things that are not yet revealed, praise the living God, can be perceived by faith. We're going somewhere. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If somebody is deaf, and let's say they were seated in here, right? You can all hear me but they can't. Why? Because there's something wrong with the organ of perception. It doesn't mean the sound isn't there. They just can't perceive it. So just because you can't see something, it doesn't mean it's not there. Praise the Lord. If you find one of the believers in the city of the Lord Church walking around and saying, I'm rich in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm anointed. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Just because you can't see the riches doesn't mean it's not there. There's a way they've activated their organ of perception called faith, and they are seeing as real fact what hasn't yet been revealed to the senses. The moment you, you hear, oh, th that person bought a car, that person bought a house, that person is the is top partner of the year, then it has been revealed. You will see it with your natural eyes, but that person was already seeing it way back in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Everything that God says is faith. Everything that God says is faith. Everything that God says is faith. Here's why. We are living here on the earth, right? In physical bodies. And we are bound by time. So it means to us there is tomorrow. To us there is yesterday. To God, there is no yesterday and tomorrow. To God, everything is now. That's why the Bible says, now faith is. Because when you start functioning now in the realm where God is, using the organ of perception called faith. For you, there's no tomorrow, there's no yesterday, it's now. Because if God says, I have blessed you, he can mean 25 years from now when he was talking to Abraham that I have made you a father of nations. But the man didn't have a son. God, because he's already in the future, he's already in the past, he's already in now. So he says, I have made you a father of nations. He knows what he's talking about. So when he says that, he's speaking faith. And it means with your natural eyes, you can think, oh, but I can't see it. You stop using that organ. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that you will not live by sight, but we live by faith. 
It means for us as believers, we perceive using faith. You close these physical ones and you start seeing by faith. You start seeing, God, I see what you're seeing. Ha, I believe what you've said. You're saying I'm a father of nations. I've seen it. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Hey, tell your neighbor, we're going somewhere. And so that means the way God perceives you, the way God looks at you, it's by faith. Because he's in a realm of faith. When he speaks, everything is faith because it hasn't yet been revealed to the senses, but he knows it. Praise the Lord. So how God knows you is by faith. And so for you to know how God knows you, you use what? Faith. You can't trust your feelings because that's in the physical. Praise the living God. So you have to go to the realm of God, which is faith, and believe by faith what God is saying. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So a few things that we need to know about identity. So tonight, remember I mentioned that it's about you. Tonight is about you. God is very interested in you. And there are things that God wants to do in your life. There are things God wants to reveal to you about you. God wants to introduce you to yourself. You know, I once heard our man of God praying in front. And he was saying, do you know, sometimes I pray to God. And I say, God, introduce me to me. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, come on, praise the Lord. These are the prayers we'll be praying at, at, at the end of tonight. Praise the Lord. So a few things that we need to know about identity. Number one, identity is the image that you bear of yourself. The specific image that you bear of yourself. Identity is the image that you bear of yourself. That means what you think about yourself constantly would determine how you perceive yourself. What you think about yourself constantly would determine what you perceive about yourself, how you see yourself. Praise the Lord. Number two, identity determines what you become. In Proverbs chapter 30, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Uh, NKJV, it says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it means your identity is going to determine whatever you will become. Praise the Lord. What you see about yourself is going to de determine what you are going to become. Number three, identity determines your standards, what you can and what you can't do. Identity determines your standards, what you can and what you can't do. Judges chapter 3 verse 7, it says, The people of Israel forgot the Lord their God. They sinned against him and they worshipped idols of Baal and Asherah. So you notice that the moment they forgot who they were, the moment they forgot that they were a holy nation, the moment they forgot that they were a people that God chose to be separate from the world, their standards dropped. And they began to worship idols. And they began to function like people who are in the world. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Let me give you a practical example. Imagine you walk home one day. Not you. Praise the Lord. That, this can never happen. But just imagine you, you walked home. And you, you have a child. And you find your child outside eating from the bin. What would you do to that child? <laughs> Hey, praise the Lord. I'm sure we'll use different weapons of our warfare. You know, umwinko, sleepers. The child should know. Praise the Lord. Why, why are you going to um, discipline the child? Because as far as you are concerned, that child doesn't know who they are. How can they eat from a bin when they are your child? How can they eat from the bin when they are a human being? They can't do that. Praise the living God. So it means your identity is going to determine how you see yourself is going to determine what you can and what you can't do. Praise the Lord. Lastly, Satan attacks identity. Satan attacks identity. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 6. Now before this, we see the Lord Jesus going to John the Baptist. And the Lord Jesus has just been baptized. And it's such a glorious moment because the heavens literally opened. And the audible voice of God say to the Lord Jesus, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. And then the Lord Jesus goes to be tempted and 40 days later, the day is ending his fast, the devil comes and he says, if you are the son of God. That's an attack on his identity. Praise the Lord. That's an attack on his identity. You're saying, God already told him, you are my son. And the devil comes. So if you are the son of God, 
<laughs> if God is really your father, that's an attack on what? His identity. And we see this again happening to Peter. In Luke 22, verse 31, the Lord Jesus comes to Peter and he tells him, Peter, Peter, or Simon, Simon, I have prayed for you. He says, the devil has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Remember what is faith? It's your organ of perception in the spirit. Praise the Lord. So you use it to perceive things. So you can't perceive the love of God except by faith. You can't perceive the presence of God except by faith. Praise the living God. You'll find it hard to pray in other tongues except by faith. <laughs> it can be hard to touch, you know, that healing. Praise the Lord. It can be hard for you to touch that healing except by faith. So faith is your organ of perception. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Okay, so we'll just wait to come back so that those who are online can hear me. But turn to your neighbor and ask them, what have you learned so far? Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, ah, you have good neighbors. <laughs> oh, yeah, so in Luke 22, verse 31, it says, And the Lord said to Simon, saying, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. It says, But I have prayed for you that your organ of perception called faith, the one that you use to see things that are not revealed, should not fail. And when you are strengthened, strengthen your brothers. So now let's see how Satan attacked his faith. In Luke 22 verse 54. You know, this is the same Simon. Imagine when Jesus was telling the disciples, look, I am going to go and die. Simon took the Lord Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. No, God, you can't say that. <laughs> And, and the Lord Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, right? After that, he says, okay, so I'm going to die and all of you are going to run away. Peter says, not me. <laughs> Lord, maybe these others. <laughs> Peter is very funny. He says, maybe these others, can, not me. Even if he's dying with you, Lord, I would die with you. <laughs> Caleb, Rasataya, praise the Lord. See, faith is active. Faith is vocal. So that was Peter expressing his faith. But it's just that it was limited. Praise the Lord. It was limited. He was, he was depending on his own strength. So he was saying, God, I'll even die for you. And Satan comes to attack that very same thing that Peter identified himself as the one who loves the Lord Jesus. I'm the kind who can die for God. Hey, even the other disciples would know. John was saying, I'm the one God loves. Peter was saying, I'm the one who loves God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, that was his identity. You can imagine, just imagine him, imagine him, you know, every day for three years, he, he keeps confessing, Lord, me, I can die for you. The Lord Jesus says, I know. The next, the Lord, me, I can die for you. Ah, I know. So he builds his faith and Satan comes to attack that very same faith. Why? Because Peter will start changing how he sees himself. The Bible says in Luke 22, verse 54, it says, having arrested him, they laid him, they led him and brought him into the priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the distance. But anyway, Peter followed. And the Bible says that different people say coming to Peter and they were saying, Peter, you used to be with the Lord Jesus. Peter says, <laughs> I don't know that man. <laughs> hey. So Satan inspired fear in him. And Peter changed his confession. Another person came. Surely you, you, he says, I didn't know him. The third one is actually very funny. The Bible says, when the third person told Peter, I saw you with the Lord, the Bible says he started swearing. <laughs> hey, I can imagine him going on the ground and doing this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the Bible says, when the Lord Jesus looked at him, he went away and wept bitterly. Praise the Lord. 
Now you can imagine this person you've been telling, you know, I would die for you, I would die for you, I would die for you. Die for you. Now, you've, now you've denied them. And now you hear that he has resurrected. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So for you, you won't have that much excitement because you, you feel that you've disappointed him. Praise the Lord. And so in John uh, 21 verse 15, we see that his identity was being restored. Because if Peter kept on condemning himself, I denied the Lord Jesus, you know, this is not okay. And Satan would have come back and told him, how can you deny your Lord? You, weren't you the same one who was saying, I would die for you? And Peter would have ended up like Judas who went, who went and killed himself. Praise the Lord. But the Lord Jesus had prayed for Peter. And we see in John uh, 21 verse 16, he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? So you notice that the Lord Jesus asked Peter three times. He was restoring that identity that he had of himself, that God, I love you. Praise the Lord. God is restoring identity tonight. There are things that God has spoken over you. There are things that you used to say. There's a way you used to confess certain things. And then maybe life and, and Satan started fighting against that faith. And somehow you change your, your identity. You don't identify as that anymore. But God is restoring that. Praise the Lord. Tonight, God is restoring that. God is restoring us. Maybe somebody is in here and there's a way you, you would confess scriptures on holiness. You'd say, I'm the righteousness of God. I can't function in sin. I refuse to sin. And peradventure, because of the temptations of the Lord and maybe the decisions that were made, you found yourself in sin. And now it's hard to come back to God because you feel as though you've lost your identity. Oh, I used to confess, I'm the righteousness of God. How can I do this? The Lord is restoring that tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them the Lord is restoring identity. Hey, praise the living God. And so also, if you have a moment of, you, you feel it impressed on your heart to pray for a fellow believer, pray for them. If you've noticed a believer, they are not functioning the way they used to function before, pray for them. It's an attack on their faith. Maybe they're not seeing themselves as fiery as they used to. That's why they have stopped serving. Praise the living God. So it's your duty to actually stand and to pray for them. So we're going to look at the different states that someone can be in in relation to identity. Okay? The different states or conditions that somebody can be in in relation to identity. I'll be very fast so that we end. Praise the Lord. Alright, so number one is what is known as lack of identity. So it's possible for somebody to lack identity. Remember we said that identity is something that people know you for. Something that we perceive you, you know, um, as the moment you, you say what comes in your head first? It means, <laughs> praise the Lord, it means that's your identity of me. That's how you see me. But what matters the most is how God sees us. Praise the Lord. Because God sees the truth. And so, someone can lack identity. This is where somebody doesn't know who they are. Where you don't know who you are. Just turn to your neighbor and ask them, do you know who you are? And there are certain things that this person will begin to do, okay? Some manifestations of lack of identities. This person is adaptive in nature. That means you can become anything based on environment. So it means if you find believers who are praying in tongues, hey, you're even moving your head. Then if you're with your friends who drink alcohol, you can drink alcohol. Oh, if these guys go out, you can go out. If you find people who read the Bible, you sit and read the Bible. That's a lack of identity. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4 verse uh, 14. You realize that children usually don't really know who they are. They have to grow. They have to be taught who they are. And so Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14, the Bible says that then we will no longer be infants, that is children, tossed back and forth by waves and blow here and there by every wind of teaching or every wind of doctrine. Praise the living God. So it, it says we won't be tossed to and fro, carried away by every wind of doctrine. It means you just go anywhere. You can just become anything. When you read a meme and, and, and it's saying you know, men are like this, that's your identity. Those are your, your posts. <laughs> Those are things you, you identify as. Praise the living God. Just say not me. Okay, the second thing is that 
whatever happens this kind of person number one we said how you identify somebody as is lacking identity is they can just go anywhere they can just do anything they are adaptive in nature when it's time to pray they will pray when it's time to go out they're going to go out because they don't really know who they are so if somebody maybe they are new they're a new believer because of that lack of identity they are struggling they come to church on Sunday on Monday they've gone somewhere you see because they haven't really known who they are yet and the second thing is that they have this mentality called whatever happens happens in Psalm chapter 82 verse 6 he says I say that you are gods and all of you are children of the most high but verse 7 says but yet you would die like mere men you would die like mortals why it's a lack of identity so it means this person is not supposed to die but they are dying because they didn't know who they are praise the Lord so it means anything can just happen oh you know bad things I know these things in this world you can't really be sure why? Because they don't know who they are. You don't know who you are as a believer. You don't know that you, have, you actually have the capacity to change things. Praise the Lord. The second um, state that somebody can be in is what is known as wrong identity. So the first one was what? Lack of identity. The second one is wrong identity. So this is where you have a wrong picture of yourself. You have a wrong image of yourself. And this can manifest through negative thoughts and godly thoughts. Um, that, that those are thoughts which are not in line with the word of God about yourself. It can, it can also result in false humility. That's a wrong picture. Imagine you go home, find the, your child, because they've broken a plate in their house, they're saying, no, dad, I don't deserve to be your child. I'll just be sleeping outside with a dog. You'll be thinking, there's something wrong with this child. Why? Because they're they are, they are picking up a wrong identity. They're having a wrong picture. And they want to start behaving as they are not supposed to. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's look at a few examples about wrong identity. So number one, wrong identity is going to steal what you have. Wrong identity will steal what you have. A wrong picture of yourself can steal what you possess. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, the Lord Jesus or the Lord God is talking to himself. He says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So he's saying we're going to make man in our own image. Man is going to look like us man will be the imp as in man the way man will look like God praise the Lord and then remember that Satan does what he attacks identity so we see in Genesis chapter 3 verse 5 he comes to Eve and he's telling her you know just eat you know, God didn't really mean what he was saying what he meant okay is that you know God knows that if you eat your eyes will be opened and you will become like God but remember in Genesis 1 verse 27, he already made them like himself. So, wrong, a wrong picture of yourself will steal from you. So, Eve had to believe, oh, so I'm not like God. Oh, I want to become like God. Whereas the reality was that God had already made them what? In his image. Praise the Lord. Remember that because of who Adam was, he had this sweet fellowship with God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. As in God would come at a specific time of the day, in the cool of the day. Anyway, what is your cool of the day? The Bible says he would come in the cool of the day and have fellowship with Adam. This day, the Lord came, ah, he's alone. And Adam is never late for an appointment. And the Bible says that, that, that is in uh, Genesis 3 verse 9. And he's, he's calling, where are you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But then because man has a wrong identity of himself now, he can't stand before God. Because man feels impure. Man feels naked. And so the next verse, he says, oh, I heard you coming, so I hid. Because I realized I was naked. God was asking, who told you? That's the next verse, 11. God is asking, who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten? Why? Because man has now gotten a different image of himself man has the capacity to have shame in the presence of God that's not how God made him he's supposed to be comfortable in the presence of God now he's feeling ashamed to be in the same place where God is he's running away from church praise the Lord praise the Lord you do something and you know for three weeks when my department call you they call too much this church we have too many meetings <laughs> praise the Lord because maybe you did something wrong and, and you feel uncomfortable being in church, you feel uncomfortable being around believers, 
okay that is because satan steals what you have and he plants a wrong picture of yourself praise the lord say but not me okay so the solution the solution is one take heed what you hear our man of god has taught us this and we we learned this in establishment class that you need to take heed what you hear whatever the child is being exposed to can become their identity you know some years back i had um this niece of mine who were watching she used to watch a lot of disney shows she used to watch a lot of you know those movies and then the thing about some um teenage movies she was watching they were wearing very short things but then one thing is she's just a child that's the whole point as in we should have been more strict because she's a child but then we kept on thinking she's just a child you know after a few years of course she stopped watching those but she said acting like them she said dressing like them why she picked up an identity she thought oh so if i want to be cool i should dress like that so we need to take heed what we hear movies are not just movies you can't say it's just a movie no it's going to implant something in you you start thinking a certain way about yourself songs are not just songs memes are not just you can't read every meme praise the lord hello who comment when we see you post on your stage we check statuses kayla vasaya this an anointing we receive from our man of god who see your state and who comment who tell you what is this praise the lord why because we care about you that thing can actually make you start seeing yourself a certain way you can't laugh at certain jokes even jokes somebody can can be posting funny jokes hey lusaka men and you are laughing it's doing something to you you enter a relationship and suddenly you just can't trust the person pastor pray for me i just don't know i just can't trust the person you used to watch those memes every day praise the lord so take heed what you hear praise the lord take heed what you hear and number two, praise the lord yes yeah, so take heed what you hear and number two, you have to get the perspective of god you have to see how god sees you praise the lord you have to what see how god sees you because we see another person who had a wrong identity who had a wrong uh, perception of himself that's Gideon God says go and rescue your people go and rescue the Israelites and Gideon is saying I'm the weakest person in heaven that's not how they knew him because when the angel comes to him before anything the angel says mighty that's the greeting mashima pepo munishani ah me i don't even pray that much anyway there's a way no heaven knows you kela basataya hey praise the lord you know a long time ago if somebody mistakenly calls me pastor I should be ah, no 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 don't call me that ha kilabra when i realize these people are prophesying there's something they are seeing they just oh thank you praise the living god hey hey, hey. yeah so uh, judges chapter 6 verse uh, 15 we we see that uh, happening where uh, Gideon is saying no i'm the weakest i'm the weakest i'm the weakest and god is saying no you are the mighty man of valor go in this might of yours so you see that the solution here is to get the pers- get god's perspective get god's perception by faith see what god is seeing don't see what you're seeing currently Gideon was only seeing what's happening to him now god already knew this man is going to win battles with 300 men so he's a mighty man of valor so he was calling him according to what he could already see him praise the lord praise the lord so if you walk around and let's say peradventure when you sing it's uh, the key praise the lord this chilea see yourself as god sees you eh hey? praise the lord just say kela basa when i sing things move praise the lord <laughs> and everyone said amen <laughs> praise the lord all right so the third one is what good identity so we've talked about lack of identity wrong identity and now we've to- we're talking about what good identity so good identity this is where somebody thinks positively hey we've heard this thing yeah you just have to think positively you know the right energy positive energy praise the lord right but then the issue about this one is that it's based on works and even though it's good it's not god and usually these kind of affirmations have no biblical source so they actually can't really stand so it's a positive affirmation but it's not really biblical it's not according to the word of god and the problem with this is that it can actually build pride 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And in your own time, you can read Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. It talks about a man who wanted to follow the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus told him, go and sell everything that you want. Praise the Lord. And then he went away feeling very sad. Because he had, he, he felt he was good. Okay? There's a way he would see himself. And we can also read Luke chapter 18, verse 9. It talks about a tax collector and a Pharisee going to pray. And it says that the Pharisee was praying, you know, I'm not like the tax collectors. <laughs> Imagine. I'm not like the tax collectors. I'm not like, you know, adulterers. At least me, I give. At least me, I do this. So you find that he had a version of himself, which was good, but it wasn't according to the word of God. Therefore, it brought pride. And the Lord Jesus says this in verse 14. He says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified by God. Talking about the tax collector. For all who exhort themselves will be humbled. And all those who will humble themselves will be exalted. Praise the Lord. So it means if you only follow these ones, if you only follow, yes, the positive thinking, right? But it has no God the source. It can actually build pride in you. There's a way you would feel, you know, I deserve that because there's a way you've been confessing about yourself. Therefore, you don't know that it's actually producing envy. If somebody else has it, you're feeling, no, you know, it can look better on me because you confess the positive confessions which are not in line with the word of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and tell them good is not always godly. Praise the Lord. All right, and the fourth one is God identity. Hey, ha. Hey, praise the Lord. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them, he's not talking about my stuff. <laughs> okay, so this is God identity. God identity. Praise the Lord. Here I learned a, a new Hebrew word, and it's the word zihut. Praise the Lord. Jehovah zihut, the God who is my identity. Hey, anyway, praise the Lord. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise the Lord. It means the Lord Jesus gives you identity. The moment you come and you are in Christ, all the old things pass away. You become a new person. You become everything Jesus is and Jesus wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on the things earthly. And that's everything else that we talked about before this. For you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ or with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Praise the Lord. So your identity is in Christ. Say, my identity is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. And so the solution to all the identity things that we're talking about is the word repentance. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 17, it says, from that time Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. To repent is to change how you think. Change your ways. Turn around. If you're going this way, start going the opposite way. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. And here's an example ask your neighbor, when did you give your life to the Lord Jesus? If they haven't yet, just tell them, just wait until end of service. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so I gave my life to the Lord in 2015 and there's a life I used to live which was just bad, right? And that time it was very normal. When I think about the things the old me used to do, they shocked me. I get surprised. Hey! <laughs> people do that <laughs> praise the Lord why because and, and for him it was normal it was very normal why because he was a sinner praise the Lord because he was a sinner but then the moment I gave my life to the Lord Lord Jesus I give you my life I make you my Lord and, sa and Savior he changed me and he made me the righteousness of God what he changed was my identity and everything else started coming into place praise the Lord Therefore, as believers, we can't say, I am a sinner saved by. You're still identity. No, you can't identify. At, at least you can say, I was a sinner who was saved by grace. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm the righteousness of God. 
who is saved by grace. Praise the living God. Because God changed your identity. Hallelujah. So the key there is what? Repentance. That is acknowledge that where you are and then take up God's image of you. You knew you couldn't save yourself. You knew it didn't matter what you did. You can't get away from the sin. But you knew Jesus, which means Jehovah saves, right? You knew that God can save you. God can deliver you. He can move you from a kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Therefore, you just raised your hand and said, God, help me. I've, I've realized that I am this and this and this. I need your help. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. So if, for example, you've been thinking a certain way about yourself, you think you're not good enough, you, you think you'll never amount to anything because of the things that you've heard in the past, go before the Lord Jesus and repent. And by repentance, we mean change how you think. Go before God and say, Lord, this is how I think about myself. This, these are the thoughts I've been having in my head. But today, I'm exchanging them. Praise the Lord. I want to take up your thoughts over me, and I'm giving you the thoughts that I have over myself. And in that moment, repentance happens. And what happens is that you take up that new identity because the Lord Jesus is your identity. Praise the Lord. And lastly, someone can have an unstable identity. Someone can have an unstable identity. So this is the person who has a godly identity, but this godly identity is under attack. This godly identity is under crisis. Therefore, it's identity crisis. Praise the Lord. And so it's being attacked. It's under a fight. And that is why we see in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Remember, we say that how do you perceive yourself? In the spirit, it is by faith, right? And we say that how you perceive yourself is your identity. So how you see yourself in the spirit, according to the word of God, that is your faith. That is you expressing your faith. And so Paul is writing to Timothy. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold. Hey, grab a hold of eternal life. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. He's telling him, fight. So the, the moment there's an unstable identity, that means it's being fought. You know, you know God has said over you that none from Zion will say I am sick. But the situations around you, the circumstance around you, is fighting what God has said. Praise the Lord. God has said, you are the righteousness of God. The Bible says, you, none from Zion will say I am sick. That is when you're feeling like a headache. Praise God, it's a feeling. Praise the Lord. You're not faithing like a headache. You're feeling like a headache. In that moment, your faith should rise up within you. Because that thing is challenging your identity. It's trying to make it seem as though you're not healthy. Praise the Lord. And so your faith should be stirred up in your spirit. You say, no. The word of, begin to perceive what God says. I don't feel headaches. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. This is something I have refused. <laughs> the Bible says none from Zion will say I am sick. I can't say I am sick. If I was experiencing a headache, I will tell you I'm experiencing a lie. Why? Because I acknowledge it is not true. I acknowledge this is not true. This is not the truth about me. Because I'm perceiving by faith. Praise the Lord. I'm perceiving by faith. I'm perceiving, no, God says this over me. And it's a fight. It's a fight. And, and, and the Bible says fight the good fight fight. Which means if, if the fight is good, it's on your side. Imagine you are, you know, that box and you're going to fight, let's say Mike Tyson. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Whether you are female or you are male, you're going to fight Mike Tyson. But before you enter the ring, your manager tells you, the fight has been rigged. We've paid them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> We've paid them. So you just go and just do anything in the ring. The result is that you've won. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Even if Tamar got the confidence, you walk in there, you know, you move yourself. Praise the Lord. Why? Because you know how the story ends. You already know the results. Praise the Lord. So you're just playing the part. So it's not very weird. Praise the Lord. So we have to pretend as though we are working. So God, but God, we already know we are rich. The world would be shocked if I woke up tomorrow and my bank account was full. So I have to, you know, pretend to go to work so that they don't know that it's rigged. But I'm blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Hey, praise the living God. We may please be upstanding. Praise the living God. We're just about to do some fighting. The Bible says, fight the good kind of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So this is the moment. Maybe 
your faith has been under attack. You know, why do I have these thoughts? I never used to think like this. But somehow, I'm, I'm not feeling as though I'm anointed. I'm not feeling as though, you know, I'm rich. I'm not feeling as though all these things. And the circumstances around me are fighting what God has said over me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As we are going into this time of intercession, just for a few minutes, allow me to just share this. We are in for an amazing time as the city of the Lord Church. Our man of God told us on Sunday, he was revealing to us the next months, the next years in the city of the Lord Church, and he talked about teaching us doctrine and life. So you find that all that you are is locked up in the word of God. And guess what? Our man of God says that this time it will be precept upon precept. Hey, came line upon line. A little here, a little there. It means every time you're in church, you discover a little bit more about yourself. Hey, you go home, you say, I'm anointed. Hey, you came in here and you left somebody who was sick at home. You enter and pastor is telling you, you will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Then you just realize, hey, that's something I carry. You go back home. Where is he? Where is he? The anointed one is here. Praise the Lord. We've come to lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we've been predestined to conform to the image of the Son. So in this moment, I'd like you to just be very open to God. If you've noticed that your faith has been under attack in a specific area of your life, God has told you, you heard God. God spoke through a man of God, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to do this to you. And Satan has been attacking that identity through circumstances. Satan has been attacking that identity through words from people. I want you to just acknowledge that and tell God, this is the situation. This is how I've been feeling. Praise the living God. But I am ready to take up your identity. I'm ready to take up what you say over me. I would like us to just do that in a few minutes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We acknowledge you, O God, as Jehovah Zehut, in the name of Jesus. You are the God who is our identity. In the mighty name of Jesus, that it is in you we live and breathe and have our being. Therefore, I stand with anyone in this place who's had a struggle with their faith. I stand with anyone on social media who's had a struggle with their faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray over them, Heavenly Father. We pray that in this moment, their hearts are opened up. Even as we're opening up to you, O God, and letting you know the things that we've been facing. We, we have this faith, O God. That will be able to take up your identity over us. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that you are, you've changed how we see ourselves. We perceive by that organ of, 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 of perception called faith. In the name of Jesus. We believe the promises that you've spoken over us. We believe the promises that you've spoken over the city of the Lord Church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Now, right about now, I'm just going to begin to confess the confessions you used to make. That same area Satan has been attacking, confess them again. If God told you, I'm going to make you a millionaire, and it's been years and you haven't seen that, you have to begin to confess that again. Jesus made Peter confess the very confessions that he used to say before. He made him say them again. You are saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Praise the living God. So in this moment, just begin to confess who you are. Begin to confess your identity. Who are you? Kela Brasoja Ekaya. In the mighty name of Jesus. As the city of the Lord Church, we're experiencing the latter rain. Keep, keep on confessing. As the city of the Lord Church, we're experiencing the latter rain. In the mighty name of Jesus. We confess that this is the year of our latter rain. Keep confessing. We confess that this is the year of our latter rain. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that as the city of the Lord Church, we have experienced exponential growth in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as the city of the Lord Church, we are experiencing multiplication. We thank you that as the city of the Lord Church, we are receiving of our inheritance. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that as the city of the Lord Church, we experience light in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the things that you are doing in the city. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So lastly, I want you to find a neighbor. Praise the Lord. The, the Bible says, 
Jesus told Peter, I have prayed for you. In that moment, Peter couldn't pray for himself, but Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Your faith will not fail. It means how you perceive yourself in the spirit, how God sees you, that identity will not fail. Praise the living God. So in this moment, I want you to pray for the believer you are holding hands with. Just pray for them. Pray that their faith will not fail. Everything God has spoken over that person is coming to pass. Just pray in that direction. In the mighty name of Jesus, as the prayer coordinator of the city of the Lord Church, city of the Lord Church, I have prayed for you in the name of Jesus. Your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail. In the name of Jesus, your faith will not fail. In the name of Jesus, you are being strengthened. If there's anyone who's been fought, in the name of Jesus, we break depression. In the name of Jesus, we break anxiety. In the name of Jesus, we break the voice of depression. In the name of Jesus, you matter. In Jesus' mighty name, you matter. In the name of Jesus, by the anointing, in the mighty name of Jesus, we break that yoke. We break it in the name of Jesus. You're not feeling sad anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, there's an excitement in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, you are full of energy. You are full of the zeal for life. In the name of Jesus, you can't kill yourself. You can't commit suicide. In the name of Jesus, we refuse on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out of that situation. In the name of Jesus, you are standing strong. In Jesus' mighty name, praise the Lord. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them, I have prayed for you. Your faith will not fail. Praise the living God. We may please take our seats. Thank you. If there's any person who you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus, this is your moment. Praise the living God. If you've been living a life of sin, you've been living in sin, and you've been looking for a way out, this is your way out. The Lord Jesus is the way, is the truth, and is the life. If you want to have that sweet relationship with God, you used to be used to have a very good relationship with God, but you sinned or you, you did something wrong and you moved away from the presence of God. Uh, we can just clo all close our eyes and please raise your hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? You're free to just raise your hand. If there, is there anybody else? Okay, I see that other hand. Praise the living God. Is there anyone else? Okay, those that have raised their hands, you are free to come to the front. Praise the Lord. And if you would like to join them, you are free to join them. Just come to the front, please. Praise the Lord. Just come to the front. Come. Just come to the front. The Bible says that if you are ashamed of me before people, I will be ashamed of you before my Father. You are free to just come to the front. God has something really special for you. This is something amazing for you. Praise the Lord. Just give her a hand. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. God is doing something amazing. God is doing something amazing in this place. And in this moment, ladies and gentlemen, as they are being led to the Lord Jesus, I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. Praise the Lord. These ones are radical believers. The Bible says Paul was ravaging the church of God. But when he converted, he was something else as a believer. Praise the Lord. So this is what you're going to be praying over them. You're praying that God, these ones stand. Their life is not that kind where a righteous man seven for, uh, falls several times. No, these ones stand. The Bible says that he's able to keep you from falling and to present you blamelessly, uh, uh, blameless before God. Praise the Lord. So just begin to pray over them. And those that have come to the front, I just want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that you came on the earth and you died for me and you want me to be a child of God I give you my life from today you are my boss you are my Lord in the name of Jesus just raise your hands just raise your hands God is just going to feel you praise the living God be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled in the name of Jesus. There is more. 
in the name of Jesus there is more you are full of the Holy Spirit you are full of the Holy Spirit you are full of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus oh God we ask that you fill her in the name of Jesus use her mightily use her mightily church just pray over them we have prayed for you your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus your faith is spoken over all over the world they speak about your faith in God in the name of Jesus we confess that this is a radical change in Jesus mighty name you are full of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus I'm just going to um, pray over the church and then we're going to close with the grace father in the name of Jesus I thank you I thank you for this great opportunity that you've given to me to stand before your church in the mighty name of Jesus I thank you for each and every person who's under the sound of my voice. I thank you that there's a communication of faith in this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. Therefore, I speak your word over the church in Jesus' mighty name that we are a church that knows our identity. In the name of Jesus, we make a decree that none of us is in an identity crisis. In the name of Jesus, if there's anybody's faith that has been under attack, in the name of Jesus, we stand with you. The Bible says that the believer stood with Paul and he stood up and he went back into the city. In the name of Jesus, if there's anyone who's fallen back, if there's anyone who's gone back and they haven't been coming to church, in the name of Jesus, we stand with you and we call you back. In the name of Jesus, you come back in the city in the mighty name of Jesus. And now I pray for each and every person who's been experiencing depression in the name of Jesus. That thing has broken over your life in Jesus' mighty name. We rebuke any anxiety in the name of Jesus. We rebuke any anxiety. We rebuke any sadness in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke those negative thoughts. The Bible says that our weapons of warfare are not counted, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, any mindset that stands against the word of God over your life in the name of Jesus, we pull it down in the name of Jesus and we bring it to the subjection of the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are victorious. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. You are full of the Holy Ghost. You are anointed by God. In the name of Jesus, you lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that you are rich because your God is able to bless and is able to make a man rich and add no sorrows. In the name of Jesus, we are anointed as the seed of the Lord Church and we grow in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.